so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by DesignWorks Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. What's up everyone, you are listening to The Good. This is a brand new month today. This is a week of March 2nd, 2020. I realized um, after 2020, I introduced the date, and for like four episodes, I was saying 2019 still. Oh, in 2020? Yeah. Never noticed. Yeah. And I even did it like on the, the episode art, I put 2019. Never noticed. Yep. It takes, me, it takes me a good two and a half months to get used to the new year. Yeah, plenty of time so. now. Now we're back into it. March is a great month. Mm-hmm. Great sports month. It is. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> here we go. Dude, lock in. Here we go. It's 2020, oh, bro. Oh, man. It is March 2020. Um, yeah. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Um, we appreciate it. Um, yeah. This is a good. We just talk about good news. Good, thing that's going, good things that are going on in our lives. And... We just want to celebrate people and good stuff that's happening in the world. So that's what this podcast is all about. Um, we always start off by talking about what's good in our lives. So what's good, man? Hey, man. Um, I think there's a lot of good things going on. I'm sleeping better. Pause. Forgot to introduce us. My name is Jared Van, sitting down with the co-host, Logan Draper. What's good in your life, man? Hey. Hey, Jared Van. It's me, Logan. Um, I'm sleeping good. And it's because I'm eating good. Mm. And I'm drinking a lot of water. I've drank more water this week than I think I did in 2019. That's a lot of water. Or maybe no, it's not a lot of water. It's not a lot of water. And that's the sad part. Um what else? Um I I don't I'm not teaching this weekend. So I get to rest. I got two full days of kind of getting to chill. I heard so, your I heard your teaching from this past week it was pretty amazing. Uh who'd you hear that from? <laughs> from me. Yeah, I told you it was you. great. Yeah. Uh that's not good. Um, but yeah, I get to chill this weekend and a huge win. Probably my favorite win in a long time is, um, doesn't start out as one, but Trish is, um, our, our director is leading the company. But what was super cool is Katie, my wife, got everybody in the room, an awkward, goofy, creative bunch to stop and give each other, give her, um, good things we saw in her. Uh-huh. Everyone went around the room and told her things and it was very uncomfortable for a lot of people, but they still looked her in the eyes and told her what they saw in her. And that was really cool. Uh-huh. That's kind of a cool cultural moment. So I was one of the biggest yeah. ones in a long time. And you did great. And you I, love public I, speaking. I said something. I said something to the public. Yeah, and it was very good. I didn't stutter too much. No, it was very sweet. I didn't get tripped up on words too much. Nope. I kind of did it. You did. It was beautiful. Somehow. Whew. Is that it? Is that not enough? No, that's enough. I was just wondering well, if you were done or not. I didn't want to yeah. st- start talking about You know mine. what? Never mind. Okay. I'll just start talking about mine then. Hey, man, what's going um, good in your life? Well, Emily had the uh, the flu. She got it Friday night. I guess when this is released, it will be not last Friday, but the Friday before that. Um, and we had the uh, old little black bag people come over Saturday, and she they gave Emily the flu test, 
which I've never seen that done before, and it does not seem comfortable. They just shove that thing up your nose. You've never had that? No. Worst thing ever. I've never had the flu. Worst thing ever. Um, yeah, and I guess the test came back and said you had the flu. Um, all that, that's not good. All that being said, she's feeling better now. Yep. Um, it only lasted, it only lasted like a couple days. So she Which got I, it, and is, I think she's almost all the way over it now. Um, by the time this is released, she probably will be all the way over it. Um, and it did not spread to Little Walker, so that's good. Huge blessing. Um, got nice weather coming this weekend. I think it's supposed to be windy, but it's supposed to be nice. Nice. Um, I think it's like 80 on Sunday. Yeah, like baseball weather. Ooh. Like some good baseball weather. So close. When this is released, it's going to be March Madness month. Oh. And it's also going to be opening day month for baseball. So it is. It's a good month. It's a great month. It's a great month. We, we're only like two weeks I guess two and a half weeks away from our trip. I know. Three weeks, maybe. So that's coming up. I think, I think less than three now. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel. Yes. Yep. Sorry. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. I'm kind of excited about my haiku today. I am too. So we're going to move into it. Happy hi hi, a hi hi, a haikus. I think you already know what this is going to be about. This was a, uh, this was stem from a one of the uh, most embarrassing and humil- humiliating moments of my life. Is what this haiku st- uh, stems from. So here it is: not asking for help. Sometimes it invites danger. Pinned under trash can. <laughs> so the story behind this is. <laughs> Um, when my wife was like a couple years ago, my wife and I, we, we had moved into a house and this house had like this raised garden thing that had a bunch of like stone and concrete around it. And I was just out there with a sledgehammer, just sledging away, knocked out all, all the concrete and stone and stuff. And then I put it all in, a, in the trash can, like yep. those, like those city trash cans that are pretty big yep and then once i had it all in there i think emily even said hey don't try and do that yourself and i was like look at me i just knocked all this down i can obviously do this myself yeah this is easy so then (laughs) it's on wheels yeah it's on wheels you You don't have to pick it up and carry it you literally just you really tip it it over and roll it down the drum roll it that's literally all you have to do yeah so i tipped it and I was starting to backpedal. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I kind of lost control, or like the concrete or whatever shifted and you kind of shifted the trash in the can. <laughs> it, it ended up falling on me, like waist down. I was pinned under the trash can. And I spent a little bit of time, too much time, just in our, this is in our front yard. So this is visible to our neighbors if they're like looking out their windows or anything. Luckily, I didn't see any outside at this at this time. But I was outside for like probably like ten minutes trying to <laughs> trying to get unpinned myself, Tra- trapped under your own trash can, trapped under my own trash can, and I was like, I think my I had my phone in my pocket, but I think it was kind of pinned too. So I was trying to like wiggle and get it out so I could call Emily, who was inside, and I couldn't get to it, and I couldn't get out. So I started having <laughs> started having to yell for Emily. And I started out kind of soft, so nobody, hopefully no neighbors would hear me. And then eventually I like got to a yell, just <laughs> yelling for Emily. And she came out there. <laughs> I think she probably just like rolled her eyes at me. Uh, and then... How humbling to have to yell from, from... Yeah, it was super humbling. 
So then she's like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, just, just lift it. <laughs> just lift this thing that just anger I, comes I, out. I couldn't even handle myself when it was on wheels. Just lift it off of me. And she tried to, I was like, lift harder. <laughs> and then eventually she, I guess she uh, took enough <laughs> weight off of it that I could like shimmy out. And I was like, would you have called me if you could have gotten to your phone? No, that was um, one of the biggest saves Emily has ever done for me is not calling you. Because at this point, uh, Logan and Katie only lived like a block away from us. So it would have been... I could have been there in two minutes. Yeah. It would have been super easy for Emily to call Logan for help. But I'd, I'd have been there in 30 yeah. seconds. I'd have been laughing so hard. She uh, she got through it and lifted it enough and... I got, I got out from under the trash can, and then I and then she I want to I want to see how that played out though because that had to hurt. But that falling, I also know for sure that little black top popped you in the forehead, and that makes me laugh for hard. But like, boop, boop. yeah, I think there was enough like quick adrenaline that I it didn't even really hurt me that much. I think after a while of me trying to get out from under, I realized that there was a ton of pounds just on top of my legs, which isn't good. And then I went to survival mode, and I was like, I'm I might have to cut off my legs. Yeah. Might Start digging stuff out of the trash can to yep, eat. Yep. But, dude, that's yeah. usually when you do something dumb, you know, you cut your leg real bad or you cut your arm, happens in an instant and then you got to deal with it. You have to literally set in your problem for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was just trying to figure out ways like, how can I like leverage something to like lift this little bit? <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't. It was so heavy. Oh my gosh. And I was just, I was just stuck. I would just love to in my front yard, just driving by, just a random person driving by me, like, look at that guy laying on the, oh, he's pinned in a trash can. And trash cans got him. That's hilarious, man. Yeah. So, if you, if something seems a little risky and are too prideful for ask for help, I recommend asking for help. Yeah. I, I learned that the super hard way. But what happens when you got up? You just did it again. I think Emily told me not to roll it out there, and then I made it. That would have been classic. Classic would have happened again. I don't. I don't know if Emily, Emily! would have. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I don't know if she would have helped me that time. No. She better have called me. Uh, I, would been, I would have been very angry. Yeah. That was a very humiliating moment of my life. I've got a real problem going on right now. That's been happening to me. I like get to a point where I need to sneeze and then I swallow it. You swallow your sneeze? Do you like to sneeze? I don't like to sneeze. I love it. But it's I, one of my favorite things but on I earth. sneeze a lot. Like right now I need to sneeze. It's in my like, it's like in like in between my nose and eyes, I'm losing it. There it is. Brought it back. Emily, okay. uh, Emily sent me this Ooh. this weather map, and apparently allergies are supposed to be brutal this year. Is what the uh, let's find out if I have allergies. Then yeah, I never so have. I might be on the verge of death almost every day this spring. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough one for you. Yep. All right, here's my haiku. That was a great one, by the way, and thanks for telling that story. That made me very, very happy. <laughs> Let's create something brand new. Found glory in bright eyes view. Blink 182. Dang, you and your rhyming. Let's create something. And a Blink 182 reference? Brand new. Oh, uh, you put one band. class heroes. And then so brand new. Found glory oh. in bright eyes view. Blink 182. That's four bands. Dang. Pulled a gym class heroes there. Yeah. Gym class heroes. What is that? What is that song? Taxi, taxi yeah. cab. Something? That's a cutie for a ride in my death cab. Oh, great song. That was a good one. That was a clever one. Thanks, man. Did you or any of those lyrics out of that song? Um, or any of those? No, no, no. Okay. I just for some reason I wrote, I've written brand new, 
and I just reverse engineered it. Oh. And so the only other band I could think of was uh, Blink-182. And somehow I was able to make like and the end of each one work together. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I got lucky. Don't be humble. Uh, that's a pretty good part. No, you should be humble. Can I tell you why I wrote it? Yeah. It's a sway. I was listening to Sway Freestyles. And I got uh, in my head. Yeah. Listening to a little Dicky. So. Yeah. That was a good one, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I think that's my best one. That might be our best back-to-back haikus in a while. Yeah. Yours, yours came with some depth, though. Yeah. Some... uh Depth I'd like to forget. No, dude, that's the best thing ever. All right, we're going to move on to our headlines. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. So this segment is just dedicated to straight good old-fashioned news. Not good old-fashioned news, good news. So we dug out stories that celebrate people and their achievements and them serving their communities and other people, and we're going to talk about them. This is like the, the, the counter news. So I will start first, and the headline is, Black Engineer Invents, Glove, invents Gloves That Turn Sign Language Into Audible Speech. <laughs> what? I saw this headline the other day. This one? Yeah, I just like saw it just yesterday. And uh, I, I read it real fast, and I was like, that makes sense, and just moved on. And I thought it said turn signal. He invents gloves that turn. Made an audible turn signal. <laughs> and I literally thought about it for two minutes. I was like, oh, do you need an audible turn signal? It doesn't make sense. And then I moved on. So when you said that, it clicked. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, yep. So this dude, his name is Rory. I have a, I have a struggle saying that name because I struggle with R sometimes. Wait, what's his name? Rory. <laughs> You know what I said? Do you know what his name is? Or I butcher it too bad. Roy. Yeah. I just want to hear you say Alela. He's a 25-year-old engineer and inventor from Kenya. And he found the ultimate solution to bridging the communication barrier between deaf and hearing people. So he invented, they're called the Sign I.O. gloves. um, And they can translate signed hand movements to audible speech so deaf people can... Talk even to those who don't understand sign language. So the gloves, they feature sensors mounted on each of the five fingers to determine um, the finger's movements, including how much of the finger is bent. So they're pretty sensitive. That's crazy. Pretty sensitive sensors. Um, and then they are connected via Bluetooth to an Android app. So Okay, so this is literally not, not even helpful. Yeah. Connected via Bluetooth to an Android app that uh, he also invented... Um, and it uses a text-to-speech function to convert the gestures into vocal speech. So he was inspired to create these gloves because him and his family struggled to com- communicate with his uh, six-year-old niece who was born deaf. Um, he also works for Intel and teaches teaches data science at Oxford University. So he's a sounds like a okay. pretty smart cat. Yeah. Um, and he first launched the gloves at a special needs school in rural Megori County, southwest of Kenya. Did you ever, didn't y'all go to Kenya? Is that where y'all went? We were in Nairobi, yeah. Did you ever go by that, that, uh, that county? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spent some time there. Did you really? Nope. Oh, nope. We I, didn't, I didn't know if it rang any bells. Um, he, the goal is for these gloves to be available in every school for special needs children. Um, 
it's currently they're currently still in the prototype phase of development, but he's already received awards and prize money, which has helped him further improve the invention. Um, a couple of the awards were the um, he was a grand winner of the Hardware Trailblazer Award from the American Society of Mechanical Engineers um, at the Global Finals in New York, and he was second runner-up at the Royal Academy of Engineering Leaders and Innovation Fellowship in London. So good gosh, pretty uh, boring. Pretty guy. cool invention, yeah, and a pretty boring guy. Yeah, I never. I guess I never thought about it. Um, like as much that way. I always thought about like the apps that could communicate, or mm-hmm. I guess I never thought about like the family frustration of being able to understand sign language. Yeah. And what an, what a great tool that is. Yeah, I don't know how much work that would take to invent something like that. To know every so, hand sign? Yeah. And then have the glove be sensitive enough to like read how much of finger is yeah. bent, like a single finger. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing that technology is really at some point going to be able to, I think, eradicate all language barriers. Yeah. Like, do you think you'll even need to know languages? I mean, like, like learn three more languages? Like not your native language? Well, like you know your native language, yeah. But why do you why do you learn Spanish? Because yeah. you're gonna be able to have an app. I guess just more for more fluency. Yeah, like I guess conversations more fluent instead of having to rely on. A you would have to learn all of it. You could go over to uh, Japan, or you could go anywhere else and immediately have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, how crazy is that? That is kind of crazy. And people with any any form of disability to have that erase that little barrier would be great. Yeah, Rory, so. is that his name? No. You, you know his name. You're, what trying is to, you're trying to get me to say it again. Rory? Roy, Roy, like Roy. from the office. Oh, Roy. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Great work, Roy. What a, what a jerk. <clears throat> my first story I am completely gassed about because we've talked about this for a long time, and my good buddy Brendan Bell actually told me about this rule. Um, oh, the, in the NHL. goalie one. It is. I saw that the other day. So this is playing out finally. First time, well, I mean, I guess it happened a couple of times, but um, 42-year-old... Zamboni driver wins first NHL game after being tapped as emergency goalie. So when, if, when you told me you were doing a story about a Zamboni, I did not think it was this one. I know. Well, I'd heard about it, and then when I was digging, I found it again. I was like, I got to do this. So if you don't know, there's a rule in, which we I didn't know about it till last year. There's a rule in professional hockey that in the stadium, there is a, an emergency goalie for both teams. Yeah. So each team has two goalies. If they both get hurt, then they go to the emergency goalie. Emergency goalie comes out of the crowd and plays the rest of the game for that team. So it could be either team. He's not for either one. Um, so yeah, 42-year-old. Um, his name is Dave, um, and he's a Zamboni driver for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the crazy thing is he got tapped to play against his home team for the Carolina Hurricanes. So he didn't get to play for the home crowd. He's their Zamboni driver, and now he's going into the locker room and getting suited up to play for the Hurricanes. Um, but what's crazy is he went out and he blocked eight of ten shots that were made against him during the final 30 minutes of the game. He played 30 minutes, um, which helped secure the Hurricanes' 6-3 to victory. <laughs> this dude's coming off the Zamboni and uh, wins the game for the other but, team. But he, did he Zamboni... The ice earlier in the game? I think so. I don't know how that, I don't know exactly how it worked. Um, but I kind of think he did. 
Um, the quote was, these guys, uh, they asked somebody, he said, these guys, um, how great they are to me, uh, how much fun. The crowd in Toronto is unreal. Even though I was on the other team, they were so receptive and so awesome. Every time I made a save, I could hear them cheering for me. Um, he underwent a kidney transplant 15 years ago, and he believed he would never play hockey again. But the Hurricanes are now officially selling his jersey. <laughs> how great is that? With a portion of the proceeds um, being donated to kidney, kidney transplant charity of his choice. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. 43 years old, hadn't played hockey, had a kidney transplant, and uh, got to come in and win it in an NHL game. Yeah, What also, a dream. I also think that's one of the coolest roles in sports, which I I didn't know of until Brennan told us. And I, at first I thought he was making that up. I did too. That there's just a random Brennan guy. Brennan might do that sometimes. Yeah. There's a random guy in the crowd that is the backup goalie for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's, I love like the idea of you being a part of an organization and then they're like, oh, no, no, you're going to come in and play. But it's like your moment. So you don't want to like, I mean, he could have just easily let every goal go yeah. in. Um, but I don't know. It was really cool. His interview, um, I watched it on Twitter, is it pretty dope. So I think, I, I don't know, just a, a special moment. So. Shout out to Dave. And he got the W. Yeah, dude. All right, my next headline is, it's a, it's a common theme on this podcast. Um, I'm kind of getting sick of stories like this. Bus honestly. driver? No. Medical debt? Um, no. Florida sign spinner who makes $25 a day finds an envelope, envelope stuffed with $20,000 and returns it. So Benjamin Feliciano, he's a 21-year-old who lives in Florida and he earns about $25 a day being like one of those ad, those sign twirlers that's on street corners. Um, so he's a, he's a sign twirler um, for a local furniture company. And while he is out doing his job, he found an envelope filled with muddy cash, which is kind of sketchy. Um, so he found it. Pulled the money out and uh, put it in a clean plastic bag and flagged down um, a passing deputy to turn it in. Again, this dude earns $25 a day and he found $20,000. And the same day, without even thinking, he, like right after finding it, he was flagging down a deputy to turn it in. Um, soon after he found the money, the man who lost the cash filed a report describing. Um, the exact amount and um, the currency of the envelope. So it was given back to the guy who reported missing the money, which that guy, I don't know if he should have been giving back the money. Just $20,000 of muddy cash? What? What's the story behind that? I know. Hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, Feliciano. That's a lot of money. Feliciano took the job in order to buy a means of transportation, and after this this good deed that he did, he was given a new bicycle that a private private citizen who works closely with a unit at the sheriff's office bought him. So, I feel like he should have gotten more than a bicycle. He could have bought like three of my cars with that $20,000. Oh, man. Could have been a season ticket holder. Yeah. But either way, he got a couple of blackjack. Games. He got his means of transportation, and I kind of want to know the story behind the the cash in the the envelope. Yeah, more than likely not good. Yeah, you know, just twenty thousand dollars of cash, muddy cash, just in an envelope on the street. 
Yeah, usually not great, you know. Usually yeah. something's gotten dicey. So I don't know. Good job, Benjamin Feliciano. Shout out to people trying to do the right thing, though. Kind of blows my mind. You how do you only earn twenty twenty? I guess if you're working minimum wage for like four hours a day. Yeah, twenty five dollars a day. Found twenty thousand. That's like yeah, yeah. You have to work. Yeah, you're rich at that point. That's crazy. Good for him. What's his name? Rory? No. Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin. Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was Rory. Yeah. Rory. Uh, my second story is after Senior broke his hip mowing his lawn, responding EMTs returned to his house to finish the job. Sounds like a story almost like my trash can one. He's mowing the lawn and broke his hip, and I was just taking out the trash and almost uh, broke my hip. Yeah. He's also 88. Oh, okay. Um, not a senior in high school, a senior citizen. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking a senior in high school. Yeah, so this dude, Howard, was out mowing his yard and broke his hip at 88. I struggle mowing my yard every week. <laughs> um, but apparently his wife had passed away five years ago, and um, it, was, it was important to him to keep his yard tidy. And so... Yeah, he was out there mowing, broke his hip. Um, the EMT came, the ambulance came and got him. Three first responders um, arrived, took him to the hospital. Um, and I think this is crazy. Like They get him there, and then they're like, they said there was no hesitation from anybody. They felt like they needed to go back and finish mowing his yard. So they talked to their lieutenant and captain, and they were 100% behind it. He said, we knew... He'd be down for a while. We figured at least we could do was to go back and help. And there's a tweet in the story um, from his grandson. that says, my granddad fell this morning while mowing the lawn and broke his hip. The EMTs that took him to the hospital came back and finished the job for him. There's like a picture of like <laughs> the ambulance in the driveway. And this is all the guys and, and the women out there just mowing and sweeping. Just every, just, you know what? Just an everyday hero. Doing an everyday chore. Yeah. I, they probably needed to be careful because usually people at uh, that age that are still mowing their lawns, like their lawns to be mowed in a very specific manner. Yep. So. My dad's that way. Hopefully he did it correctly. You have to go. We have to. I always had to go around twice, the whole perimeter. And then I had to cut it at a uh, diagonal. Mm. If you got off, you could tell. Try and get those, uh, that baseball design in your, in your grass. That, yep. That baseball field design. So when he wasn't there and I tried to do it quick, he'd come back and say. Why'd you mow the yard? I'm like, well, I was trying to help you. He's like, why'd you go uh, vertical? He's like, it was faster. He's like, well, it looks dumb. Like, it literally <laughs> looks the same. Uh, but yeah, shout out to um, people who do their job and do it to a level that uh, most people can't and yep. go above and beyond. And shout out, to, shout out to the boy Howard for being 88 and still out there yeah. with a fresh yard. And that's, his yard looks good. That's like Boompaw. And he had a Boompaw had like a pretty big yard and he was still out there mowing. Huge yard. Up until recently. Now, now they yard. don't have a yard. Yeah. His yard always looked good. I'd always see him out there picking stuff up off the sidewalk, too. Yeah. Golly. He is, he is like over 90 still mowing. I'll tell you, these guys looking at this, now that you said that, looking at how they've mowed this. they going to get in trouble? Maybe. Can't tell yet, but it's maybe. Mm. We'll see how Howard feels about it. I bet Howard's going to spend a while inspecting it. He, I mean, he's not going to be happy if he gets yeah. back and he's got weird lines, but yeah. it'll Man. work out. All right. I only have... One quick hitter. 
you outdid me this this episode. How many do you have? Uh, I, I've yeah two more, but I can just do one. You can do two if you want. Yeah, both of mine are real fast. Okay, well then you go first since you have two. Um, this one's pretty quick. I just like I just love the premise of this. Uh, I think it's beautiful because I think we've talked on the air about my sometimes my views on education um, and just school being boring or whatever. But I think this is cool. So, a first grade teacher dresses up as different black trailblazers every day of Black History Month. So she showed up. And just for the record, she's an African-American woman. Okay. This is not a white woman doing this, which would totally have ruined the premise of it. Um, but yeah, um, this is in Virginia, and she's a first-grade teacher. Her name is Latoya McGriffin. Yeah. No, McGriff. Sorry. Um, like Fred McGriff. Yes. Just like Fred McGriff. Uh, but yeah, she just showed up, and she just dressed. I think the first day, February 3rd, she was Mary Jackson. She was a mathematician who worked as an aeronautical engineer. Biggest word I've said on this podcast. One of those hidden figure ladies. Um, yep. Did you ever see that movie? Yep. Uh, it says it like, first off, about to say that. Oh, sorry. My whole punchline there. Sorry. No, but it, yeah, it goes through that. And it just goes through all the different um, people that she dressed up. At. Look at this. Look how cool this is, man. But every day she showed up and dressed as a different person in history. Is that one of like Serena Williams? One on the right? No, it was um, it's Arthur Ashe. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that was super cool. And what a cool way to teach kids um, about history. Yeah. Then to go all in and to say, hey, February is Black History Month. We should celebrate this, and I'm going to go and dress up every day. That's so, some, that's some shout to teachers going after that's it. some dedication. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> all right, my one quick hitter is burly bikers come together in court to help kids feel safe as they face abusers that hurt them. That's my last one. Oh, is it really? That's Did perfect. you tell me that? I don't know. You might have told me that. No, I just that's stole perfect. It. That makes me happy. Okay, well, you just you just helped me out with this one. So there's an organization called BACA, which stands for Bikers Against Child Abuse. Baka Flaka Flag. Yeah. Also featured in a Waka Flaka song. <laughs> I don't know if that I was a dad joke. I don't know if I can recover from that one. Hey, Baka Flaka. <laughs> You're the one who started the joke. Sorry. Um, yeah, it stands for Bikers Against Child Abuse, and the orga- organization exists for the sole purpose of keeping kids safe. It was started over 20 years ago um, because I saw a need um, among abused children um, to help them out with the healing process and regaining um, the confidence it takes to be a kid after something traumatic happens. Um, but yeah, there's a... I just saw like a picture of all these, like just picture what you think a biker would look like. And that's who it was like in court with these, with these kids. Um, it's so dude, this is a scary group of people yeah, too. Yeah. Um, this picture of them in the courtroom. Like yeah. On the front oh, that's row. A, yeah, that's the exact same article. I, I was, I read dude, these guys are so dope. Um, so yeah, the whole organization is to help these kids feel safe as a, face their um, abusers. Um, so they, they, the whole thing starts by these bikers riding out for a formal meeting with each kid. Um, the child's presented with their own biker jacket and a, a Baca patch sewn um, onto the back um, that lets all others know that they are a member of a very big family that looks out for them. Um, yeah. Hey, don't mess with these yeah, kids. Don't mess with them. 
they're assigned primaries and given their numbers uh, for the child to have 24-7 access to whenever they're needed. And then when the time comes for the kids to face their accusers in front of a judge and jury, the members are in the courtroom um, to back them 100%. Um, and one of their mottos is, no child deserves to live in fear. So just pretty cool. I love this guy's uh, on his little, um, what is it called, a cut? I think it's called a cut, right? The vest? Yeah, sure. I don't know, but his name's Little John. The biker's name is? Yeah, also not Little. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. This is so dope because I can't imagine trying to speak out yeah. as, a, as an abused kid and being terrified <clears throat> and then being so scared for that day and then to show up to, pardon my language, 50 of some of the most badass people ever. Mm-hmm. These are some scary people who are there in the most loving way. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah, and it did. It did mention in that article that um, all a lot of the times the kids are like too afraid to like face their abusers in court. So a lot of times the abusers walk. So by them having the confidence with the backing of these guys, they can face their accusers in court or their abusers in court and hopefully put them away for a while. Yeah. It needs to happen, and they deserve to be. No child should live in fear. Yeah, so, so cool. Yep, great job. It's a great story, man. I'm sorry, I just completely ripped your story. No, it worked out. We had the right, the same amount. So basically, I had, I had no quick hitters, and you had two. I'm just, uh, I just really want a vest. I did see a video of this dude. Uh, he was riding like one of those more like sporty looking motorcycles. I think. And he had like a Sons of Anarchy vest on that he bought, bought like from a store or whatever. And there's just like actual biker at this gas station. Did you see this video? Yep. That like approached him and was like, hey, do you know what that vest means? Do you know how much we have to do to earn those? You're disrespecting us yep. by wearing that. The guy was like real kind of goofy and laughy yeah. about it. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not joking. Take that off. So, yeah, that guy probably got killed. <laughs> Yeah. Just a quick guess. Yeah. I was pretty into it watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I don't think I, I would fit the culture real well, but I think it's kind of, I think there's something cool about the brotherhood. Yeah. It's also real scary. And if, if you it's, if you hurt a kid, which is not many crimes lower, man, that would be very scary to show yeah, up to a group of people that know that you, and, and I think you deserve that. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to those kids, though, for, for having the courage to do that mm-hmm. all right you got anything else no oh, man it's gonna be a great weekend all right i guess that's it thank you guys for listening if you feel inclined go leave us some uh some feedback preferably on apple podcast um, we would greatly appreciate that uh, thanks again for listening we hope you guys have a great week and as always be on the lookout for the good <laughs> <laughs>